Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Forum Podcast. We are a collective of Reformation-minded Christians who care about doctrine and the local church. I'm here again with my brothers in the offices of Northwest Baptist Church in Bradenton, Florida. I am Dan Sardinas, and these guys are... Uh, my name is Sean Otto. I'm Pilgrim Benham. And I'm Nick Potts. And we're just four of the guys from the Gospel Forum. Uh, we're, uh, again, some local pastors and Christians that gather together. Uh, we want to disciple Christians and strengthen the local church. So that's what we're all about. If you want to know more about us, visit us on thegospelforum.com. And of course, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all those uh, places. And of course, on your favorite podcast app. Here we are, guys, and uh, this week is Christmas week. Uh, we're just a few days away from uh, from the big day. So uh, Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year, of course. Um, I love everything about Christmas, so much so that we put up our tree super early. Um, <laughs> How early? Yeah, well, not well, not early. July 4th? I mean, yeah. what are we talking about here? Well, let's, let's just put it this way. So not this year because it didn't work out that way, but... Last year, 2021, our tree went up on October 31st. Wow! wow. We literally had trick or treaters at our door. <laughs> we were hanging ornaments. That's how we. That's how we spent the. the I'm evening. not opposed to that. Oh, wow. I, I'm also the guy that listens to Christmas music in July. I oh, love Christmas no. music. You're all not year one of I love Christmas music, but yeah. come December 26th, I I'm ready for no, not me. Return to the normal. Well, especially like you know slightly theological uh lisa and i actually do celebrate christmas all the way to january 6th okay uh which includes um like you know the 12 days of christmas is is the 25th to the 6th yeah uh so it would be king's day for us uh but there's actually countries that actually celebrate christmas as january 6th Mm -hmm. so we actually do kind of celebrate that time uh but but yeah at the very least it must go to uh the six maybe on january 7th we start taking stuff down yeah. well when do you uh, take your tree down if you set it up in october that's a good question typically so my birthday is january 3rd so it depends on Happy where birthday. Taking the tree <laughs> it depends where it falls on the the, the week but sometimes Lori leaves it up through my birthday sometimes wow. it's after you know new year's day we're taking it down so sure. sometime around those two or three days there okay so the real question is real tree or fake tree mm, we've always had a fake tree sorry yeah i've always had a fake tree except this year lisa has never ever had a real tree in her entire life okay. i always had a real tree until, until i moved to florida yeah. uh and then it was fake tree and i was just like I gotta have a real tree. Like yeah. I, I gotta have one now. And Lisa's like, okay. Like I've never had one. I was like, oh. So there you go. Yeah, I I can go either way. We have a fake tree, um, but um, the smell. Oh, I know. Of tree. And I know. It's just it's so. A, I love it. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. I love I it. Love so, it. Yeah. Very good stuff. Well, we wish you a merry Christmas yeah. with your family and uh, enjoy with your loved ones. And of course. Remember Christ. That's go to church. Go to church. Yes. Go to church on Sunday. That's a good topic for that's, today. Yeah. Of course, I can guarantee you that none of the men on the gospel forum are canceling their church services Absolutely on Christmas not. Day, no. unlike some churches that we know of. Jesus is the reason for the season, so stay yep. home. That doesn't make us any <laughs> yeah. more holy or super special. We just feel it's the Lord's Day. 
whether it's whatever holiday it is, it's not a it's not a family day. It's the Lord's day. So, yeah. um, and so whether Christmas falls on Monday or Tuesday or Sunday, there you go. So mm-hmm. all right. Um, just a side note on that, Kevin DeYoung wrote a really good yes, article he did. on that. Um, yeah. If if anyone we can put it in the show notes, right? Oh. If I remember to put it in, which I never do, uh, but if not, go to kevindeyoung.com. I believe is the uh, is what his blog article blog website there. So mm-hmm. good. Well, let's get into our main topic of the day. Um, we'd love to talk about Christmas all day long, but this topic is actually pretty it's glorious pretty, as well. Ooh, um, I like that segue. Nice. Uh, today we're going to conclude our series on the Ordo Salutis guys. Can you wow. believe it? There's, I feel like we need to clap for it. Yeah, know, right? we've it made it through. Made we, we, have, we have persevered to the end. Oh, uh, and that's another. They just keep coming. Uh, I know, I know. So our last episode was on the perseverance of the saints or preservation. Uh, of course, we're talking about God uh, doing the preserving. Today, we're going to talk about the doctrine of glorification. What is the doctrine of glorification? How would you put it in a sentence or two? Go. Go for it. Uh, I guess nose goes. Right? <laughs> uh, so glorification, put simply, is the end of sanctification, the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't just say sanctification, but the goal of all things, uh, because uh, one passage we'll talk about later is um, all creation will be glorified. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the final state of uh, renewal or redemption that is realized cosmically, personally. Uh, it's the yeah, it's the finish line of our salvation, but it's also that uniting with Christ. We're already joined with Christ mm-hmm. in a lot of theological ways. We're already united, mm-hmm. um, so there's an already component, but then we, we're not yet fully mm-hmm. united with Christ. We're not yet um, glorified. And so that's, and I think, that's what I meant. I think we'll unpack this a little bit as we go. But, uh, the penalty of sin is removed, yes. the power of sin, and now in glorification, even the presence the of presence sin. The presence of sin. It, it, which is, yes, it, it, we, it's hard for us I to even imagine what that's going to be like. No, yeah. yeah, what a glorious day that is when sin is an impossibility. Right, right. right. Yeah, not just, right. yeah, not just something that lingers yeah. and brings continual heartbreak. Right, but, amen. right. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah, glorification. So, really what we're talking about is the final removal of sin, mm-hmm. um, the completion of salvation. So, what God began uh, before time began, he finishes when time ends, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what yeah, That's where about. all promises are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so, we talked about the last episode on perseverance. Uh, we talked about um, Philippians 1.6, which mm-hmm. says that uh, that he who began a good work in us is faithful to complete it. Yeah. Glorification is, it's completed. It's the finish line. It's, it's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. We're being conformed into the image of Christ, mm-hmm. yeah. and yet we'll see him face to face, and John says in First John, we'll be like him. Mm-hmm. So that final yeah. conforming. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah. the goal, right? The goal yeah. is holiness. Holy. That's our sanctification. Yep. But... We will never be fully holy in this life as far as perfect, sinless, but we will one day be like that. And that's what glorification ensures us. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I I do want to um, kind of make a slight distinction and is the eternal state um, is different than the intermediate state. To be clear. Correct. um, When we die, we go into the intermediate state. Now... 
Define intermediate state. Define we. The soul. The soul. There could be some people not understanding those terms. So what Street. are we talking... Let's, what, what, what's another way we could say intermediate state? It is uh, after this physical life. So after, um, you, after someone dies... Before Christ returns. Before the second coming. So, so it's your it's death until the second Intermediate coming. between those two mm-hmm. points of history. Okay. Um, so when you when you die, when your soul leaves your body, it then becomes present with Christ, mm-hmm. and we see, you know, like in the I think it's the fifth seal, uh, you know, see the souls of heaven uh, upon the uh, you know under the altar, mm-hmm. crying out, you know, when Lord, and He says, hey, yeah. in time, yeah. uh, that is the immediate, uh, the mm-hmm. intermediate state. So. Uh, yeah, because that is a very common misconception mm-hmm. that a lot of people have, and you often hear it at funerals or when someone yeah. dies. Oh, they just got their new body, you know? Mm. Not yet. Not yet. Right, right. Not yet. So, um, the, our glorification doesn't happen when we die. It happens right. when Christ returns. Yes. Right. Yeah. And and that begins the eternal state, the new heavens and new earth. Yeah, so eliminates soul sleep. That whole yeah, uh, yeah. And that comes up. Well. Yeah, we are with the Lord. It's yeah. not like we're yes. waiting for the, the those. Who have died are waiting for Christ to return, right. and like they're not going to see Him. No, they're with Christ. You know, to be absent from the body is to be present yeah. with the Lord. Um, but you don't get your new body at death; you right. get it at yeah. at the return. And of that Christ. same passage actually says that they are uh, not only with Christ, but they're crying out. So yeah, like they're not asleep; right. they're, exactly. they're conscious. Right. But mm-hmm. um, at that point, you can't sin anymore um, if you are with Christ. You've shedded this body that is failing. Your soul is with Christ, cannot sin anymore, but it's still waiting for something. Yeah, the sinful nature is gone. Yeah. Uh, we no longer is... wrestle with two natures. We only have our glorious nature, our glorified nature. So exactly. that's the intermediate state. So that the final be, state is... So the is... final state is when Christ returns and all things are made new, we see in uh, Revelation 21. Uh, but it's it's... Part of that all things is your body. Mm. Your body mm. is raised up. Your spirit is united uh, yet again with your body. But your body is changed. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heaven is not some floaty, uh, disembodied experience. Yeah. It is physical, yeah. right? So uh, our... Intermediate is spiritual, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Eternal state, new heavens, new earth. Future mm-hmm. would be, final state would be physical. So yeah. our end goal is not heaven, it's the new heavens and the new earth. That's right. Right, because, you know, we talk about going to heaven, but in the end, <laughs> end of the Bible, the new heavens and new earth come down. Heaven to comes us. to us, we yeah. don't go to heaven in the end. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. exact. And that's yeah. a, people are confused about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a common, very mu- common misconception. Well, let's go to the passage that helps us understand exactly what we just talked about. And that's 1 Corinthians 15, which of course is known as the resurrection chapter. As Paul is talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus being the foundation of our faith. And if Christ were still dead, we'd be of all people most to be pitied. He talks about the glorification and the changing of our bodies um, in uh, beginning in verse 50 of 1 Corinthians 15. He says, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, which is a euphemism for de- for death in the scriptures in the New Testament. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. 
For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. So help us unravel glorification in those verses. What well, would you point out? Well, I would point out that that is the conclusion of a longer section in 1 Corinthians, where in the beginning, um, Paul is laying out the gospel, and then he then begins to say, like, all of this hinges on the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So then he shows... Uh, very clearly uh, through logic and through scripture, like Christ has to be raised. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise we're dead in our sin. Right. right? There has to be a resurrection. Um, and so then, then he morphs into, okay, here's what that resurrection body that we can, as a picture of Christ, who is the firstborn of, uh, from the dead. Uh, this is a pattern of what we can expect. Right. And so he says, you know, there's the first Adam, there's the last Adam. So that leads into that, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially, uh, you know, this is what we can also expect. We're still in that state of waiting for this, mm-hmm. alive today, yeah. and this is a, something that we're anticipating looking ahead to. So what happened to Jesus, in that sense, death, resurrection, happens to believers. Mm-hmm. Death, burial, death, and resurrection. resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is we're not only united to Christ in his death, but also in his resurrection. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that while we participate in the resurrection now in the newness of life, right. we actually participate in the physical resurrection that Christ, Christ did not just raise spiritually. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we are raised spiritually now, yes, mm-hmm. but Christ did not merely raise spiritually. He raised physically, which on that day when he returns, we too. Yeah, I think that's why we have to emphasize when we talk about the gospel. A lot of times we just say death, resurrection. But that's why I'm harping on it. Death, burial, resurrection. Yeah. Not to be with semantics, but yeah. Christ was buried, you know, yeah. and, and he points that out at the beginning yeah. of the well, chapter. Well, I mean, Paul Paul's very specific on that point as well. He says, um, uh, not only in First Corinthians 15, but, you know, he doesn't, it's not the burial aspect, but that all of it is necessary. He says, uh, and I think it's chapter five of Romans, uh, it says, died for our sins, but raised for our justification. Yeah. So resurrection needed to occur. Like it wasn't like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't this mere spiritual resurrection. Yeah. Like he had to re- raise physically. Yeah. And if we are to be like Christ, then we too raise physically. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one thing I, I think is really lacked in the, um, the modern evangelical church, like there is a physical resurrection of us too Mm -hmm. that will occur on that day. That's right. The body's committed to the ground in a natural state and yet it's raised up. That same, the same DNA in God's providential sovereignty Mm -hmm. is raised up and reanimated in a spiritual way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say just a couple verses before where you started, Dan, uh, I think it's like 46 or something like that. Uh, I'm not looking at it. Um, But First uh, Corinthians 15 uh, says that um, the natural body will die, right. but the spiritual body will raise. That which is sown naturally is natural. That which is sown spiritually is spiritual. And I think sometimes we think spiritual there means like ethereal, like ghost-like, soulish. But no, like Christ raised physically, 
but yet he could walk through doors and close lock, locked doors and mm-hmm. walls and stuff like that. But yet they could touch him, and he could eat food, and he, and could, he could eat, eat food. food. Yeah, which crazy. so will we <laughs> eat? Will we eat in the new heavens and new earth? Marriage supper <laughs> of the lamb, man. That's the, that's the meal I'm looking uh, for. Just saying. I think you know in this discussion, oftentimes when we think of glorification, believers will run to the book of Revelation, which is a great place, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, but this concept of glorification shows up in the Old Testament. Yep. Um, it, it, so the writer of Hebrews references the Old Testament saints in Hebrews eleven, the book of faith, and he says they desired a better country that is a heavenly one. So they were they were looking forward to something that was coming, mm. which is really powerful. Job uh, in uh, in Job nineteen, he says, "I know that my redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin is thus." been destroyed yet in my flesh i shall see god mm-hmm. he was looking forward to this future resurrection in the fl- in in this new body this spiritual body this embodied soul to be with god and so the old testament was looking forward to it you see first corinthians alluding to it and of course when you get to the end of revelation you see kind of a, a fuller picture of what that's going to look like but it's all throughout scripture yeah absolutely. i mean jesus uh, both Jesus and Paul, like a little sneaky, uh, using the Old Testament, trying to pit the Sadducees against the Pharisees. Well, Sadducees only accept the first five books, mm-hmm. but then what does uh, Jesus say? Well, he says, well, God said to Moses, I am the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the God of the living, not of those who are dead. Right. Uh, and he pits those two against each other. And what was the topic? The resurrection yeah, right. uh, yeah. of the dead. Everything hinges on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, must Jesus have risen from the dead? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yes. Absolutely. Uh, which, in a sense, is an ironic topic to talk about at Christmas time. Uh, <laughs> but what was Jesus actually said? Uh, I think it was John 19. says, for this Jesus. is why I came yeah. to die. Right. That's right. right. And maybe just kind of a side note, we mentioned Jesus raising uh, physically from, from the grave. Some people would argue, oh, no, it's just his spirit. Well... If his body just stayed in the grave, Satan would have won just a little bit, right? And so Jesus had complete Mm -hmm. victory over everything. So he Mm -hmm. came out of the grave with this new body, which is what we look forward to doing. uh, So one could say he was the one that was to come. Oh, there you go. That's a great segue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's where the... um, the sting of death is removed is in the it's in the resurrection it's in the glorification so when we think about our loved ones who are in Christ who have died you know as Paul says they're asleep um, they've died but it's it's more of a graduation it's more of a it's more of a waiting time mm-hmm. um, we know that death is not the final state right, right? so there is there is this um, glorification that we look forward to we've got verses like the golden chain of redemption we've talked about throughout mm-hmm. the Ordo Salutis. Um, series and so the end of that in Romans 8 those whom he predestined he also called those whom he called he also justified those whom he justified he also glorified Glorified. written almost as if our entire salvation has already happened past tense Mm -hmm. and so we we are not yet glorified but when God looks at our salvation Mm -hmm. it's as though we're already like we said last episode we're already seated in the heavenly realms with Christ Um, and so to think about that wow I'm already you know the Lord sees me already in that you know the future state right. of glorified. We're gonna. It's a reality. It's yep. it's as sure as you know uh, the deposit he's given right. us in the spirit. 
Yeah. Well, we had some other verses too in our last episode coming out of John. And so it says, uh, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws me, and I will raise him up on the last day. So there you see that promise Absolutely. of that glorification, right? Him, yeah. and, uh, and, and again, on a promise, it's I will raise him up. Mm-hmm. That's an assurance that we have that this glorification will happen for believers. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I, I really like Romans 8. Like if if anyone said like, Nick, what's your favorite, you know, verse or chapter in the Bible? Like I mean, it's all scripture, so you'll yeah. want it. But like you're not gonna want to hear, you know, like first Chronicles like seventeen or something, which is like a list of names. Like you're not gonna want to hear that on your deathbed. Uh you know, Romans eight comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know I, I like the way the ESV actually like uh I don't necessarily like titles for sections. Uh, sometimes it can be confusing, uh, and sometimes it can actually create a context in someone's mind uh, rather than from the text. But the title here is Future Glory, mm. uh, and that's where the golden chain mm-hmm. uh, falls into. Uh, and just to read a portion of this, uh, it says, um, uh, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, uh, but because of him who subjected it, uh, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption. Right there. Mm-hmm. So all of creation will be set free from its bondage to corruption. Mm-hmm. That's what glorification looks like. Mm-hmm. And obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the, plain, uh, in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit. Again, this is we are made alive spiritually now. We are resurrected spiritually. Mm-hmm. But, but this is only first fruits we've grown inwardly uh, as we wait eagerly for adoptions as sons of god uh the redemption of our bodies bodies mm-hmm. that's right mm-hmm. amen yeah yeah that's it's and the key thing here is it's physical right yeah. not just spiritual mm-hmm. that's the point we keep driving home and home yeah. and so but what you just said there about creation that part's also missed yeah in a lot of places that so what happened to Jesus, death, burial, resurrection, happens to us, death, burial, resurrection. But in a sense, it happens also to creation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So this creation died, right? Was cursed. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Genesis three. Um, first, second Peter chapter three. I like oh, that. Talking about the burial yeah. of. But then there's a resurrection for creation. Yeah. Right. And of course, all of this is is true because of the gospel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So 2 Peter 3, since all these things are thus to be dissolved, speaking of creation, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn, but according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which mm-hmm. righteousness dwells. So creation itself receives a glorification yep. and wow, exactly. maybe another way to say it is that we go back to the garden again yeah. you know go yeah. but even better than the garden yeah. you know yeah. even better than the garden so it goes back to the way it was in genesis 1 and 2 before adam and eve fell mm. so creation is not just for the believer or glorification is not just for the believer but we will see it also everywhere yeah i think i think sometimes we have this distinction between humans and creation well 
aren't humans creation. Mm -hmm. Uh, so all of redemption includes humans, but it's all of creation is getting restored. And I really like that passage that you brought up because it says that it's a new heavens and a new earth, you know, not to get into like minute points of, uh, eschatology here, but there's some views out there that believe that we have a, uh, renewed old earth and old heavens. Mm. No, it says it is to be dissolved and it is a new heavens and a new earth, mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that now could it look similar? Yeah. I think it's the same as our bodies. Like our bodies look similar, but it's a new body. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, your, your body is raised up out of the grave, but it's changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philippians, uh, three, 20 and 21 speak to that, but our citizenship is in heaven from it. We await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body yep. by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So that's what we look forward to mm-hmm. is that transformation mm-hmm. uh, to be like his glorious body. And now we don't have to go too in depth there, but mm-hmm. when we look in the scriptures, the gospel accounts and in acts of Jesus's resurrected yeah. glorious mm-hmm. body, mm-hmm. again, we have to be careful not to jump over and say, right. okay, exactly the same way, but um, yeah, I mean, we're at Christmas time, so one of my favorite non-Christmas hymns, and actually it wasn't meant to be a Christmas hymn at all, is Joy to the World, mm-hmm. which yep. is probably one of the most popular Christmas mm-hmm. carols, but it actually was not written to be a Christmas at all. It's yeah. actually meant to be a song about the second coming, yep. you know, because why? there's joy to the world. Why? Because the curse is removed, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's joy where? As far as the curse is found. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that song even speaks of the glorification and renewal sure. and restoration of all things and yeah. everywhere we see. I like, I like what you pointed out earlier when you said, you know, there's a new heavens and new earth. And we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. It's new. Um, but we're not going to be just floating around on clouds. No playing a harp. I mean, it, we have a body there uh, in, in Genesis one and two, they worked uh, yeah. in the garden and they enjoyed yeah. it. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, that they dreaded getting up and doing what they did. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to be uh, going back in one sense to that where yeah. we'll have the joy of being with our savior, no sin and, and laboring for him, serving for him, mm-hmm. uh, enjoying all those things. And but further, you're actually able to work for men as if you were to the Lord, like legitimately and, and mm-hmm. joyfully, yeah. because there's no more thorns and thistles of the ground right. and no more sweat in your brow, but right. yet a joy in your work. Right. But guys, some people might say, that sounds good and all, but man, that kind of sounds boring. Mm, yeah. you, know? Lord, you know, the new heavens and new earth is, is that that all exciting? Well, I think that's a misunderstanding. <laughs> what uh, would you say? I'd say you are, um, let's open our Bibles, right? So mm-hmm. you're having a, a, a Hollywood or a cultural view on heaven is just where uh, blonde angels float around and you sing. That's all you do. Even some pastors have taught this. Like, hey, there's no, there's no like preaching in heaven. It's just all, it's all singing. It's all worship. Ephesians 2 says this. And we just, we've, we've talked about this verse uh, even in this episode, um, just referencing it. He raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly mm-hmm. places, verse 7, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. In other words, it's going to take all of eternity for him to unpack the inexpressible 
grace mm-hmm. of his kindness expressed to us in Christ. Um, to me, that does not sound boring. When we sit around and we talk about the things of the Lord, mm-hmm. to see him face to face, to know that you know we're going to be with him, faith becomes sight. Um, yes, there's going to be rejoicing. Yes, mm-hmm. there's singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. We're joining with the angels. Mm-hmm. We're joining with every person in creation. But uh, to me, to say that's boring is just mm-hmm. it's, it's a cultural misunderstanding. Well, and also remember, if we go back to the garden, work existed before the fall, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Right. You know, yeah. uh, God had created Adam and Eve for, for a purpose. He gave them tasks. That would happen before the fall. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back, like Nick was saying earlier, in, uh, in that way. And let me just throw this out there. It's hard, it's difficult for us to wrestle with those questions on this side of heaven, uh, of, of that state, because we know nothing but sin. Mm-hmm. Right? Every yeah. thought we have, every desire we have is tainted with sin. And so... Whatever we think that brings us pleasure or, or glory or what may seem fun in this world is tainted with that view. Mm-hmm. You and I have no idea what it is to live without sin. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we, we, we become born again, we still wrestle with our old flesh, mm-hmm. right? And that's what glorification is. It's the removal of that final fight. You know, we will mm-hmm. no longer be fighting against our flesh, our sinful flesh in, in that day. And so... I think what awaits us, as Paul says in Romans 8, the glory that we are about to behold is nothing worth comparing mm-hmm. in this life. Right. And so it will be not, It will be anything but boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'll be a complete rest. He makes all things new in yeah. Revelation 21. Right. So, I mean, new yeah. things are exciting. Like, yeah. hey, I want to discover yeah. that. You know? <laughs> yeah. He yeah, makes right. all things new. I mean, right. everything in creation is new. And how, what, you know, anyway. So yeah, Sean, can you actually expand like just a little bit? Because you, you said there like there's actual rest. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think Dan, you alluded to it. As a believer, we're always wrestling with our flesh, uh, and, and we have obedience, uh, and then and we sin, and we repent, and we have obe- uh, when we when we are glorified, it, it it will be a complete rest from that war because sin is no more it's not present and so uh, it will be glorious not to overuse the word but it'll be glorious in the sense that i will get to enjoy the fullness of jesus uh, and the saints there without any temptation toward Mm. or uh, battle from my from my sinful tainted flesh Mm. amen that'll that'll be that'll be wonderful Mm -hmm. wonderful Yeah, uh, you know, bringing up, uh, you know, Revelation 21, you know, you said all things are going to be made new. And, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've uh, quoted that to others uh, just for comfort and, um, Mm. you know, knowing that there's still yet hope, uh, even in a world that may seem hopeless. Uh, But we read toward the end of uh, Revelation 21, and it says, uh, And I saw no temple in the city, for the temple is the Lord, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, Mm. for the glory of God gives it light, Mm. and its lamp is the Lamb. Mm. By its light uh, will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring uh, their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. Mm. Uh, how is that not exciting? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. there's no there's no night. 
there's no more darkness. Mm -hmm. Uh, That the light that we have is not from the sun. Mm -hmm. It's from the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And there is no temple that is is spatial um, uh, division between us and God. No, we are the temple of God. Mm -hmm. We are united with Christ in such a way that not only... Are we raised physically? Uh, that our spirit is like His. That uh, that we are not sinning anymore, but we are like Him because we too are building blocks of that future temple. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. yeah, I would I would add to that. You know, some people when they think about heaven or the eternal state, you know, they get wrapped up about the things that might be there, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you hear people sometimes talk about the streets of gold, right? Mm-hmm. Or Reunion with grandma, grandma. Or reunion with love. All those things will be glorious, right? Whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, it's nice. We, it's nice. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But that's not even what makes heaven heavenly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What makes heaven heavenly is that we get God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we get the Lord face to face, face yeah. to face, yeah. right? We shall behold Him. Which, you which know? is interesting because when Moses asked to see God's face, what did he? What did God say? No man may see my face yeah. and live. Yeah. So Moses did get something special. He got to see the backside of the Lord, uh, but no one got to see his face. Not only will we get to see his face, but we will be face to face. Mm-hmm. We will be in the face of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. Amen. Yeah. I, I don't know how yeah. more exciting that could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. if that be... doesn't excite you, we got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we started with election. Before time again, God has chosen a people. Then we went to effectual calling. Those whom he has elected, he has called to himself to do in a way and to do in us what we could not do in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And through that, he made us born again. That's regeneration. We then that sh- then regeneration is shown in conversion as we have turned in faith and trust to the, to the gospel and the Lord Jesus. By our faith, we are then justified, mm-hmm. declared to be righteous. We then talked about adoption, how God has brought us into his family. We're not um, second-class citizens. We are his sons and daughters. He then sanctifies us to be like him, transforming us every day. A picture of what our final state would be, just a glimpse of it. And he perseveres to ensure that all of us who he has elected and called and regenerated will make it to the end. And the end is what? glorification mm-hmm. it's the it's the finish line it's the it's the goal right mm-hmm. uh, Paul said he presses towards the mark right mm-hmm. this is it it's to be with Christ and to have our salvation finalized and completed and there's nothing better in this life than that wow. nothing yeah. yeah that's great yeah no I agree and you know there's aspects of that I think each one of us like may cling to a little bit tighter uh, you know I know Dan, uh, you had an article, uh, I think two years ago now on adoption, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was adopted as well, uh, by my aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that, like there's something there that like just, yeah. it really hits home. Um, you know, but on the other hand, we can't define heavenly adoption by our, by our physical adoption, but it does give us a glimpse. It's a picture. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is a picture, um, uh, to see what goodness god has given us even in earthly things that's right um but on you know the point of glorification and you know seeing god face to face it it just it really is incredible 
uh, one, we can't die because death is no more. That's right. Uh, but two, we because we're ultimately and utterly like Christ, um, Christ can look the Father in the face. And now we can too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a doctrine that's called the beatific vision, uh, if people want to look that up. But the point of it is, uh, on the one hand, when the Father looks at us, he sees the Son. But on the other side of it, because we are like Christ, we have new eyes. Our eyes are like Christ. So when we look to the Father, we see the Father the same way the Son sees the Mm -hmm. Father. And what a beautiful and glorious day that will be. Well, guys, thank you for this great conversation. I don't know about you, but it's time to go eat lunch. (laughs) This has been another episode of the Gospel Forum Podcast. Check us out on all the appropriate channels, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, thegospelforum.com. We'd love an honest five-star review. But until next time, keep keep on on reforming. reforming.